Recording from Studio 262 in the AOB, you're tuned in to What the Howl, an inside look at UWG athletics straight from the source. Now here are your hosts, Matt Cook and Jared Boggins. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to the one episode before number 100, number 99 here on What the Howl. I'm Jared Boggins, and today I am not joined by a co-host. Well, I am, but not the normal co-host. It's me and PBG. What's up, PBG? What's going on, Jared? How are you doing, man? I'm great. Fresh off a trip to Huntsville with softball. Um, I miss Matt, though. Uh, I miss Matt as well. Matt's going through some stuff today. He's he's having some personal problems. He's not here today. Matt's fine. He's just a little under the weather. We're, we're praying for you, but Matt. But, yeah, we hope Matt feels better, and he's back uh, better than ever really soon. Um, but, yeah, we are here with episode 99 of the greatest West Georgia Wolves podcast ever produced. What the hell? I thought you were going to just totally whiff on that. I, Jared, do you not know me by now? I, I can't answer that question. Some days I think I do, and then other days it's clear that I don't. I'm just a book of mysteries. A book of mysteries. Wow, we are jumping off the rails quick here. <laughs> uh, let's talk episode 99. Here's what we got for you. We're going to recap last week, um, and then we're joined by our new women's basketball head coach, Joanna Wrights. She's going to sit down with us for a brief interview uh, she is one busy woman this week as she's uh, getting settled in, uh, but she took the time to join us on the show, and we're looking forward to that um, after our recap. And then, of course, we'll wrap up the show with a preview um, as we get ready for another week of West Georgia Wolves athletics here on campus. The spring season's winding down quickly, Jared. It is. We've got two more weeks of regular season play and then uh, track and field, I think, the weekend after that with their conference tournament. Got some uh, golf could be in the regional, you know, here and there, maybe some individuals. So a lot still left to go, but, yeah, we are winding down, down the home stretch, as I like to say. Quote it. All right. Let's jump into the recap, Bryant. We'll start it with track and field. And once again, you can't talk track and field this week without talking about Brandy Body, who broke the shot put record with a throw of 14.02 meters, which I'm not, you know, a track expert, but that seems far, and it shattered her own record that was 13.73 meters. Um, so way past that one, and it's the 20th best throw by anyone in the nation thus far. So pretty impressive. How many times has she broken her own record this year? Um, outdoor, I think this is the first time she's broken her own okay. record. But, yeah, I think all of her indoor shot put throws broke every record this year. Um, and she looks like she's well on her way to starting starting getting that going now. Oh, yeah. And now that she's 20th in the nation, she is officially on what I would like to call Nationals Watch. Um, if she can stay in that top 20, she's got a chance to go to Nationals and compete for a national championship. And I, off the top of my head, I can't remember where those are this year. Um, but that's something to definitely watch down the stretch. Um, I talked with Coach Tony Hawkins yesterday morning, and he said they usually take the top 20 and throws. So if she can stay right there maybe improve a little bit uh that's that's got some chance to be pretty historic would that that would be a first in school uh, history no we have had ashley davis ran in uh the 200 meter dash i believe in i want to say 2016 but don't quote me on that and then Trison halton got really close in long jump but i don't think i think she was an alternate but never got chosen to go to nationals but she would be i know she would be the second uh to ever compete in in nationals um 
in West Georgia track history since we brought it back in 2013. Of course, we don't have all of the exact records from our early track program, but uh, at least since it came back in 2012 or so, uh, this would be the second. So That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Also in the track and field this past weekend, they were at Kennesaw State, by the way, took a smaller group um, to compete just to try to improve some individual numbers in the 4 by 100 relay. Hannah Dunstan, Kira Montefusco, Patience Collier, Mia Culpepper tied their season best uh, 47.07, good enough for third place in that meet. And that's so weird that they ran the exact same time that, that they've done previously this season. You know, if, if I'm running a 100-meter dash, I may finish it in 22 seconds, you know, by myself and hit the same mark. But you're talking about four people that ran the exact same time twice. Was that the was that the time that won the GSC or they came first in the GSC or something or was that at our that track was, meet? That was probably at our track meet because we, okay. the only uh, GSC meet you're thinking of would be indoor, right? And that would be different. Okay, I don't think, I don't never know. mind. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, forty seven point oh seven. They've ran the exact same time twice. That's Pretty, impressive. That's that's hard to do even if you're trying. Oh, I know. Yeah. So shout out to them. And then Montefusco and Dunstan were UWG's representatives in the 200-meter dash. Both finished in the top 10. Uh, Kira finished 7th, her time of 12.42, while Dunstan finished 10th at 12.51. And then uh, Haley Trammell in the triple jump. She was our only representative there. And she was uh, her third best jump of the season, mark of 10.85 meters, and finished 4th place. Uh, at Kennesaw. So pretty good showing from a couple of handful of athletes for track and field and they go to Georgia Tech this week so hopefully they can improve some numbers once again and uh, like, we st- like we talked about with Brandy, get into uh, the Nationals uh, conversation. That, that's, pretty the last, that's the last meet of the season. Well, they'll have this one and then they'll do the Gulf South Conference meet which is the first full week of May I believe. Right. The 5th, 6th, 7th, something like that. And then I think they usually do what's called a last chance meet. And it's basically teams will take one or two athletes and try to improve their times, improve their seedings going into nationals. Um, So they'll probably do that the week after that. And then nationals, I don't know the date on those, but uh, sometime in May. So something to look forward to for sure. And hopefully Brandy can get that done or or any of those other relay teams or um, any other events as well. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Gulf South Conference Championships, we talked about it with track, but women's golf, men's golf, both competing um, in the Gulf South Conference Championships this past week. Uh, we'll start women's golf. They finished third in the Gulf South Conference Championships, picked up a pair of individual top 10 finishes. And for the first time since last year, Ansley Cowart was not our top finisher, um, which is kind of hard to believe. And it happened bo- on both sides, kind of an anomaly for us. Uh, Maddie finished sixth with rounds of 75, 75, 76. And then right behind her was Ansley Cowart, tied for seventh, rounds of 74, 76, 77. Uh, So two really good finishes for them. Um, I know they were disappointed with a team third finish. um, But when you look at the women's golf in this conference, it's it's a three-horse race every year. It's us, Lee, and West Florida. All of us have the uh, chance to win. just depends on who gets hot at the right time. Uh, Last year it was us, and this year it was West Florida. and then Catherine Dinsmore finished 16th, Michelle Bagzik finished 22nd, and Ari Samuel finished 25th. So all five golfers in the top 25, pretty good showing, even though, you know, despite the third-place finish. Yeah, I mean, I know that uh, head coach Todd Soders had, you know, a little higher expectations, I would say, but, you know, you can't be mad at top three in the conference ever. No, no. And, and now you got, what, two golfers that might have a chance to go to – Regionals? Uh, I would say individually. I would say Ansley's a lock. I don't think Maddie will get in just because her golf stat rating isn't as high. Um, and they take like the top 
X amount of golfers that are ranked that didn't make it as a team. So I think, I mean, she may have a chance. I don't know. I could be talking way off the top of my head, way wrong. But I know, and I would say Ansley's a lock. If I had to uh, put one lock on anything right now, it'd be that she's going to a regional. That'd be a pretty good lock. Yeah, I mean, she's ranked seventh in the country. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, that I think those announcements will be next week. So okay. be, be on the lookout, uwgathletics.com for those. Talk about, talk about men's golf. Also finished third. Same three teams atop the leaderboard there. Uh, Lee won it on that side, followed by West Florida and then us in third. And then, you know, Austin Fulton, who's led us the entire year. And then we get to the Gulf South Conference Championships, and it's Blake Collin leading the way. Seventh place finish, rounds of 72, 71, and 73. And then Fulton finally broke his streak of top 10 finishes, was just outside of the top 10 and 11th with rounds of 74, 71, and 72, which I, that's just a testament to how tough this conference is in golf. To finish one over in 54 holes and you're 11th. Yeah, that... <laughs> There's some good golf in this conference, and I, I think people overlook that a lot. Look, if you saw me shoot a 71 on the course, I would be doing backflips. <laughs> I wish you would shoot that just so I could try, watch you try to do a backflip. I'd probably break my neck. But probably. Let's but, see. yeah. Um, so, 70, uh, one over. 74-71 for Austin Fulton. And another one, I think the men have a better shot of making the regional as a team because they take more teams from the men's side because there's more teams in the field. Uh, so they've got a better shot, I think. But if they don't, another lock, I'm willing to say 100% Austin Fulton will be going as an individual. Uh, but the team has a legit chance uh, to make the regional, so we'll see on that. Um, Reese Moore also was in the top 15. He finished 15th, shot 73, 76, 71. And then Oliver person Toymanen 27th. And then Dylan Hopper rounding out the lineup with a 37th place finish. Uh, for men's golf at the Gulf South Conference Championships. So still some golf to play. just depends on if it'll be individual or team um, from here on out. But uh, be sure to check uwgathletics.com next week, and hopefully we'll have some answers for you. Well, one one more thing before we leave men's golf. I was checking the scoreboard pretty regularly for men's golf. Yeah. And I saw that we finished with the, uh, one over. I was like, oh, we got to be pretty close to the top. And we were third. And I think West Florida was right there at even. Yeah. And then Lee was nine under. Yeah, Lee – Went to nationals last year. They won the South Region, uh, so they're pretty good at men's golf. Yeah, they're good I, at women's golf too. But they're they're they got it cooking. When I saw we were one over, I thought we we were like a couple shots within the lead. Nah, the lead yeah. was just running away with it. Yeah, they had a really good day uh, in that first day, and same thing we did with the women last year. Uh, we had a really good first day and kind of gave ourselves a cushion and uh, just ran away with it. The men, the Lee men, did the same thing this year uh, on the men's side. I so. want to say all five of their golfers were in the top. 10 that sounds about right they were all under par yeah it was it was incredible well to be 11 under as a team you almost all have to be uh under par to get that number with only five golfers so um tennis they wrapped up their season last tuesday they dropped the season finale to delta state um did get one point from camille portelier in singles finished out her she actually won two but obviously we didn't get the doubles point uh but she did win her doubles match with carla menendez taking that one six to four and then she won in straight sets in the top singles flight uh wrapped up her career with 16 career singles wins all of those came in first singles which is a school record uh for first singles victories and then all time in her career 30 career victories singles and doubles and that's tied for seventh all time 
And then uh, all-time singles wins is fifth. And then 14 doubles wins are ninth in UWG tennis history. So a uh, historic career for Camille Portelier came to a close last Tuesday. But a uh, big shout-out to her and all she's meant to our tennis program over the years. Uh, kind of elevated what we've expected in that top singles flight. So uh, just round of applause to her. She earned it. She did, absolutely. All Gulf South Conference. Let me stop that because it's loud. Um, <laughs> All Gulf South Conference last year has a chance to do that again this year, I would think. Uh, so a uh, lot of good tennis uh, from her over the years, and we're going we're gonna to miss her next year for sure. Most definitely. Uh, moving on, not a lot to talk about um, from the Diamond Sports this weekend. Yeah, and this is my specialty. Yeah. Uh, combined 0-6 with baseball and softball um, up at Alabama Huntsville this week. Uh, talk about baseball just really briefly, and then I'll touch on softball, and uh, then we'll get into the interview. Well, baseball lost 12 to 7 game 1, 14 to 1 game 2, 4 to 3 in game 3. Had a chance to win both the first and the third games, I would say. Uh we got down early in game 1, put up 6 runs in one of the late innings in game 1, but then they they came back. Um was a close game 3 the whole way. Uh could have went either way, just tipped to the Chargers way. Uh two two big points I had for this weekend was a 7.92 team ERA on the weekend. That's never good. No. And we didn't have a starting pitcher make it out of the fifth inning. Also, that's never good either. Not a good recipe uh, for success there. Um, They're not out of it though. Uh, They're going to have to really pick it up um, if they want to make the conference tournament and probably have some help, Uh, but they're not out of it. But that was a tough result this weekend up in Huntsville. It it would be nice to at least win five of six from, Mississippi College and Montevallo coming up. But we're playing number four Montevallo on the road, and they've only lost one home game all year. That's going to be tough. That's uh, that's good research out of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Yeah. Uh, On the softball side, literally just like 100 yards away, their softball field, they're side by side. Uh, We lost 5-1 to in game one, lost 16-2 to in game two, and 8-5 to in game three. Uh, Both games one and game three, um, both competitive games. I know you're saying 5-1 doesn't sound that competitive. Uh, They hit a late three-run homer to uh, pull away. Uh, But, yeah, really close games. And the one thing I want to talk about, and me and uh, Jason Carmichael talked about it a little bit, Huntsville came in playing for their lives. Um, they are on what is the longest active Division II postseason streak in softball. They've been to 18 straight NCAA regionals, and that's the third longest streak in history. So they are trying to get that to 19, and they are on the outside looking in. So they are highly motivated, um, and they, they took it to us 16-2 uh, in Game 2. But like I said, Game 1 and Game 3, very competitive. Um, just We scored five runs in the first inning of Game 3 and then gave up eight unanswered to, to fall in the finale. Um, but... Two, like you said, two more weekends to go uh, with softball and baseball. Mississippi College at home this weekend, and Montevallo on the road to close it out. And then we got a one more non-conference doubleheader for softball. Um, so tough, tough result, but hopefully we can uh, get back in the win column here uh, shortly. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back right here on What the How, we'll welcome UWG women's basketball head coach Joanna Wrights to Studio Two Sixty Two in her very first. Uh, interview on what the how i'm excited for it yeah it's gonna be a good one uh so we'll be right back and we'll be joined with coach joanna wrights right after this on what the how welcome back in ladies and gentlemen to what the how it is now time for our interview segment and we are joined by our newest staff member our new head women's basketball coach joanna wrights welcome in 
Thank you so much, Jared. Nice to be here. Uh, I appreciate you guys hosting me today, and I'm looking forward to talking with you. And not only welcome to West Georgia, but welcome to what do we call the greatest West Georgia Wolves podcast ever produced. I believe it, and I'm so excited to be part of it. You ever been on a podcast before? No, I have not. Well, today's the day. Great. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, Let's jump right in. I'm sure the last week or two have been an absolute whirlwind. Um, Probably a lot of different emotions. Let's start with an easy question for you. Uh, what's the excitement level to become UWG's 12th women's basketball head coach? 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Yeah, 11 out of 10. I've been uh, chomping at the bit to getting get down here and getting to work and I'm um, just so excited. Uh, we've got our first workouts today with the team and I can't wait to get on the court with them and um, start to build some camaraderie and get to know them as people. And, um, you know, it's just something I've been looking forward to doing for a really long time and Um, I'm so appreciative of Dr. Kelly and Jason and Trent through this hiring process and um, their belief in me and their support of our program and um, just can't wait to get going. Well, Miss Joanna, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. You know, we just heard about your your journey to West Georgia, but tell us a bit about who you are as a person. Great. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, you know, I'll answer that two ways, kind of who I am as a a person and who I am as a coach. uh, from Denver, um, and grew up in Denver, went to college in the South, uh, Covenant College, Lookout Mountain, Georgia, right outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, grad school at Florida State in Tallahassee, and then my first three coaching jobs were kind of in this area of the country, Shorter University in Rome, Mercer in Macon, USC Aiken in uh, Aiken, South Carolina. Five years out in Utah as an assistant, and now now back to Georgia. So um, I love coaching. Uh, why do I love coaching? Uh, I think it's because I it just gives me a chance to really um, pursue things that I'm passionate about. That being basketball, I love basketball relationships and then learning. You know, something about coaching is that it's different every day, and I I love the variety of the job. So when I'm not coaching um, and when I'm not working, I love to compete in just about anything. I love racket sports, pickleball, tennis, squash. I love to play golf. I love to read. I love to travel. Um, so anything outside is usually a win with me. Um, ever played disc golf? Uh, I have, I'm not great. (laughs) And if I'm not great, I don't want to play. Well, you're getting ready (laughs) to move to a town that has the state's number one public disc golf course in Georgia. So well, I might need to start practicing then. <laughs> um, but when I think back to the kind of the coaching thing, what's important to me, um, you know, uh, our players' well-being first and foremost. Secondly, academics, um, graduating and being prepared for whatever's next. And then the third thing that's important to me is winning. Um, so that was a broad answer to that question. Uh, Bryant, hopefully the answer was somewhere in there. That <laughs> was great. Um, so you talked about you got some ties to this area, to the state, um, but maybe beyond that, what was it about West Georgia that made you say, that's a place where I want to take the next step in my coaching career? Yeah, I think two, two things. One is the leadership of the university um, and starting with Dr. Kelly and his vision for the school, his vision for the community, his uh, drive uh, for excellence. I'm drawn to that. Um, and commitment to athletics and the support of our program. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing, when I interviewed here, I was trying to look at it kind of through the eyes of a recruiter and can I recruit student athletes to play basketball here? Is this a place that they would want to come play? And, you know, when I look at 
our campus, uh, the Coliseum, all that we have to offer academically, um, the quality of the people that are here. You know, I think I was so drawn to um, how the people in the athletic department, I felt like they were all pulling in the same direction and pulling for each other. And I love that. And so I think kind of those factors, it was, you know, is this a place I want to be? Is this a place we can recruit? Is this a place we can win? Absolutely. All those boxes are checked. Well, let's transition to what we can see on the floor this year. So can you talk a little bit about what your philosophy is as a coach and what we should expect to see on, on the court on game day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't want to get too much into style of play yet. I haven't seen our team play yet, so I don't know exactly what we've got. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> so um, we'll play however we have to play to win. Um, how I'd like to play um, is up-tempo, um, I'd like to shoot a lot of threes percentage-wise and just, you know, if you do the math, you don't have to shoot quite as well if you shoot a lot of threes. Um, you know, so we'll get out and go. We'll take great shots. We'll take care of the basketball, um, and we'll rebound the dog out of it, uh, both ends of the floor. I think in, in men's and women's basketball, but especially in women's basketball, a lot of the game comes down to chances. Which team has more chances to score? And so what that translates into is, taking care of the ball, and rebounding. Um, so that'll be a big emphasis for us on both ends of the floor. Um, defensively, I anticipate we'll play a lot of man-to-man. -man. Uh, again, if that's more conservative or more aggressive, we'll be based on our personnel. Um, we'll mix in some zone when we need to, and we'll have a couple presses when we need to to speed it up or slow it down or kind of you know control the tempo of the game. But you know, when I, when I think of what I want fans to see when they come to our games, regardless of the style that we're playing, you know, I would want them to see our players out there and, and kind of see, wow, like they love playing basketball and they love playing together. Um, you know, it's a team game. We've got to be having some fun out there. We've got to be doing it together with the camaraderie. And I actually love the slogan that I see all over campus is like, we run together. You know, I think that's going to be a theme that we talk about a lot in our locker room. So, um, you know, they love playing basketball and they love playing together. That's what, that's what I want our fans to see. I tell you what, one day on campus, and she's already given us a compliment on her marketing slogan. I love it. I'm on board. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Coach, I know you've got a busy day, busy week planned. Um, let's get one more question in before we let you go. And beware, it's very random. Very, very random. What were your original career plans with a degree in natural science? <laughs> physical therapy. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought I was going to be either a physical therapist or an athletic trainer. And uh, so I had kind of met all the prerequisites to go to PT school. And then I did some shadowing and hated it. I was like, I do not want to be a physical therapist. <laughs> so uh, we need to find a new plan. No, well, I just had to know. When I saw that, I was like, okay, that's not one you see every day. So just had to know. Well, just so just for my record, I think the new plan worked out pretty well for you. So, well, you know, it's interesting. When I finished my undergraduate, I was burned out with basketball. And I thought I wanted to work in athletics, but not with a specific sport. So when I got to Florida State, uh, my first semester of grad school, I volunteered and I interned with all these different departments within the athletic department, trying things out, academics and marketing and sports info and um, the upper level administration and facilities. And it took me one semester and I missed basketball. And realized, okay, like we need all this stuff. I like all this stuff, but I want to be on the court. I want to be with the student athletes. And so, with my second semester of grad school, I started working with the team there, and then I've never looked back. What a story! All it took was one semester, huh? 
Well, thank you, Coach Wrights, for joining us on What the Hell today. We appreciate the time. Can't wait to get you here officially, um, you know, full-time, and uh, get started come November. Great. Thank you guys so much. I know it starts way before November for y'all, but we see games in November. That's so. right. So yeah. we, got, we got some time to get going. All right. Brian and I will be right back to wrap up this episode of What the Hell. Welcome back into What the How, ladies and gentlemen, and it is now time to preview the week coming up, Jared. Yeah, a busy week for us coming up, and it starts today, actually, baseball on the road, 4 p.m., taking on Georgia College, a team we've already played at home this year, if I remember right. Have we played them at home? Uh, baseball, no, it got postponed, due, got postponed due to rain, so this will be the first time we've played oh, them this okay. season. Okay, so it got canceled then, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. They were, uh, we were supposed to play them at home, but it did get postponed, and a little fun fact for you, I think the series... This will be the 51st time we've played all time. 51st. 51st. Tell me it's 25 and 25. It is not. Oh, it is 27-23. Oh, it's pr- still pretty so close. it's pretty though. close. Yeah. So that is 4 p.m. down in Milledgeville today. Uh, links to follow that on the website, uwgathletics.com. Um, and then tomorrow, Wednesday afternoon, softball hosting Columbus State, 3 p.m., non-conference doubleheader at University Field. You've got five chances to come watch softball before um, they're done at home, and it starts Wednesday with two games there. And then on Friday, track and field heads to Atlanta to the Georgia Tech Invitational for day one of that track meet. And baseball is going to get their series against Mississippi College kicked off with a 6 p.m. start from Cole Field. Yeah, and then the next day, track and field back at the Georgia Tech Invitational wrapping up that two-day event. And then senior day for both softball and baseball. We'll start softball senior day, first p- first pitch at 12 p.m. on Saturday, and then the senior day ceremony prior to that game. We'll honor four seniors there, so make sure you come out for that. And then baseball's 1 p.m. start in their doubleheader against Mississippi College, and they'll do their senior day ceremonies prior to game one, so you're going to want to make sure you're there a little early for that one as well. And then on Sunday, softball is going to wrap it up against Mississippi College at 1 o'clock. And they're going to honor three super seniors prior to that game. Yeah, so last year when we did Senior Day, we actually honored uh, three. That's Allie Taylor, Hannah Scarborough, and J.C. Arrington. They actually had their Senior Day last year. So we're not going to include them in the official Senior Day, but they will um, have their names recognized um, and, and you know give them a round of applause for that final home game on Sunday. That's a 1 p.m. first pitch, and then we'll do that uh, little super senior ceremony prior to that game. Ah, so it's time to wrap it up, and I don't really normally do this, so I'm just going to read this straight from the script, Brian, because this is Matt's job. Go ahead, Jared. The biggest gift that anyone can give is of your resources and your time. You spent your time today listening to PBG and I talk about our wolves, so you've definitely given up your time, and we're greatly appreciative of all of our listeners and fans of West Georgia Athletics. Hopefully you are a benefactor of the program, and we're grateful for every penny that is given to our wolves. If you aren't and you would like to be a part of the amazing things that happen here in Carrollton, there are plenty of opportunities for you to give to athletics through the University Development Office. Nice job. Thanks. Now you get to do my job. Follow us online at uwgathletics.com and on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at uwgathletics. And, of course, you want to download the UWG Game Day Experience app. It is your game program in the palm of your hand. Just go to whatever app store services your phone. Get that downloaded. You won't regret it, I promise. Next week, shout us out for five-star review because next week, episode 100. It is episode 100 next week, and hopefully Matt is back. Hopefully. But if not, I don't know. what We may have to postpone it if Matt's not back for episode 100. Matt, please hurry up and get back because I've been waiting on this for weeks. 
but you probably want to be shouted out on the biggest episode in What the How history. It's got to be the biggest episode in What the How. I mean, I'm I'm talking. I want like ten plus five star reviews. So, what give if us, we got one hundred five star reviews for episode one hundred? That would be the longest episode in history. Yeah, because we'd spend the whole time shouting people out. I wouldn't mind. All right, we better get out of here before we <laughs> just get way off the rails. Thanks for listening. I am Jared Vargas, and I just work here. I'm PBG from the AOB. Next week, you might hear me say, or you might hear Matt say, thank you for listening to the greatest West Georgia Wolves podcast ever produced. What the hell?